It's Reading Aloud. My name is Nate Cordry. I have four friends sitting around a table here. I'm going to describe them to you. Um, they're all humans. They're all friends. And they all read a book. I read the same book, and now we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, you as listeners read this book um, and can share your thoughts. I got some emails here, so I want to go into those later. But before we get to those, let's introduce the panel. Um, a newcomer to the show and to the book club, Zandi Harding is here. Hi, Zandi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Two you. of your friends here did quiet applause. Did you see that? No. Susanna and Lindsay both raised their hands. I gave applause, but you, I'm but not, not a as emphatically. I think you should wait until after I yeah. do this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. to decide if we're we really encouraging want to you. Uh, I'm Thank so you. glad that you're here, and I want to. Did you did you read? I'm even thinking of another book, but did you read this book before this book club? Oh no. What was the book? Oh, Station Eleven that Station you had read. Station Eleven. Uh, I mean. I flipped. Yeah, out. yeah, I wanted to do that so badly. Yeah, I'm sorry that it came that's so late. Like the, no, you shouldn't apologize. I, I, uh, I, I haven't read a book like that in in a long, it's real long fun. time. Yeah. Fun, I don't know, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> Although airport wow. stuff was really fun. Uh, it, no? it was fun in the sense that uh, I loved it. I yeah. guess, but it was, you know, the apocalypse is not generally. It's an fun. experience to yeah. read that book, but yeah. it's great. Did anyone here read Station? No, uh, Station now Island? I will. It's oh, great. It's the best, I mean, literally in, in probably uh, three years. <coughs> wow. wow. Okay. It's a bold statement. Um, it's great. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you had similar feelings about the Fates and Furies. By the way, we read uh, Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, Lindsay Kraft is here. Hi, Hello. Lindsay. Hi. Lindsay was here last time for uh, Tender is the Night, right? Mm. Which was a total love fest. I feel like everyone around the table was just sort of gushing about how wonderful that experience was. Or no? I remember, I feel like I remember some comments that Susanna made that not were negative, but maybe brought they up. They are probably negative. <laughs> no, I think it was a That's a fair fest. assumption. Yeah. <laughs> playing devil's advocate. That, w- that would just have never been a book that I would have read. So I was I Absolutely, yeah. That. Yeah, same here. And that's why I chose it. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you for reading Fates and Furies. Uh, thank you for having me. You were just <laughs> you just mentioned before about how you love the cover so much. Yeah. Why? Because I didn't. So I don't really pretty. like the cover. You don't? Why? I, I don't know. Like I just. Bigger question. I think it's a big. It's a bit of a mess. It's just, what is it? Waves? I don't know what that is. It's scrumptious. That's what it is. Okay. You just find it like. It's just, just pleasing. a pretty. It's Looks pleasing like the to the eye. Of the cake. That's the only reason you like it. Maybe. I just felt great when I was reading it and if people were watching. (laughs) (laughs) I was basically giving them art to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The color is very pleasing. I just don't understand the waves and the, yeah. I I was thinking they were feathers, but now that I see. Mm. um, I stared at it for a little bit and I was like, I don't want to stare at this cover anymore. I actually took the cover off. I have it covered. Which is gorgeous as well. It's a beautiful color. Um, Susanna Fogel is here. Susanna's back. Hi, Susanna. Hi. Um, last time we saw each other was for... Purity. Purity, yes. <laughs> um, and I'm so glad that you <laughs> that your partner in crime on Purity is here yeah. with you, Allison Becker. Uh, welcome back, Allison. Thank you. I hope Susanna and I have similar thoughts. I'm sure we will. Uh, yeah, I'm have sure a good we will. I kind of want, want you guys to have opposite thoughts so you fight each other like during oh, okay. the podcast. That'd that's, be fun, too. Yeah, any tension good is good. That's stuff that I'm drawn to. No table between us, so... No. Um, no limits. So I'm, I'm the only blonde here. Is that called diversity? Yes, yes, that's diversity. <laughs> okay. I asked. Uh, I asked uh, two different boys, and um, both of them had uh, 
didn't boys want to don't be with read. girls. Boys read. <laughs> so what? They didn't want to read it because it's by a woman. Yeah, Typical. probably. Typical. Of course, They're like, course. purity, I'll read that. <laughs> who were the boys? Um, <laughs> Good question. My friend Kevin, uh, who I'm not sure if you know. I met him. Yeah. Uh, and my friend Chris. Um, and they Sounds both like had made up names. So yeah. big. Those Kevin are and re- Chris from summer camp. I'm <laughs> not last yeah, names. And uh, you like a football John beer. Doe. <laughs> so you're mad that I don't have uh, a man, a person of no, color, no, an alien I'm in here? No, I'm thrilled to be diversity. Okay, Do you know good. how seldom that happens? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, well, Sam it's is like here. You, all your guests are female. That's fucking dope. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, we got some ladies in the room. Sam is here. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I forgot the book to read. Oh. So I just read a bunch of those Kathy comics. <laughs> oh, great. Sunday funnies. Okay. It's basically the same. Yeah. Thing. This, yeah. Is this this entire chocolate? This entire she book is a big chocolate. case of the Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Um... Two young people uh, conceive a child on the roof of a burning house. That image will never leave my brain. As I was reading that, I was like, "That's this is a that's really fun storytelling." Two people humping on the roof of a house. Wait, you just as it's burning like, down. You just spoiler uh, alert. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is a book club. We get to talk about what happens in the book. Yeah, but, you start, but that's, you start at the end. That's literally <laughs> no. the last twenty pages. Yeah. What are you talking about? It happens in the first fifty yeah, pages. But no, know, but you don't know, know that, that, that they've got a child. You dingbat. Sorry if you're listening. If you haven't read the book, if you're listening to a book club, <laughs> you're gonna hear about. And also, you, I'm gonna. Should I reveal all the spoilers at the top? Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing to reveal what happens in the book in the book club. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, don't want spoilers, Agree to you disagree. shouldn't be. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, like, you just That sounds like the most it. boring book club ever. No, you not should just about save it. it. You, it's like, you I like her. really save it. Fair enough. I'm not going to go in chronological order. I'm going to jump around. I'm All just right. saying things that I like about the book. Um, I like uh, the acknowledgments. At the, the end. At the very end. <laughs> at the very, very end. <laughs> to Shakespeare? That was my favorite. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that too. I'm sure Shakespeare was very honored. Totally. Bill she loved w- it. She was interviewed on NPR about the book and said that this was an exercise for her to confront um, marriage as an institution and ask herself hard questions about marriage and what it is. And she said she is married happily, but she is ambivalent about the institution. Um, one of the most promising things about the novel is that it forces all of us to sort of consider um, your own marriage, or in my case, my friend's marriages, which I have plenty of thoughts on. Um, and I wonder <laughs> if it did the same for you guys, if reading this made you think about, are there any married people at this table? <laughs> awesome. Um, if we were married, would we be doing your book the, club? Fair yeah. enough. You'd be very busy. Currently in the process of not being married. Oh, yeah. In the process of not being married. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'm sure this had a whole, this reading this book had a whole other experience for you as someone who's been through a marriage. Because I've never married, I've never said yes to someone and stood up and, you know, committed my life to a partner. So I've never mm-hmm. like had that feeling before. Mm-hmm. Um, did it make you, how did it, did it push buttons that uh, other books wouldn't otherwise push? Mm, no, because their marriage is so different from mine. Yeah, and so unrealistic. Yeah. Th- this marriage? I thought this marriage was just like, I don't know. Guys, the truth's out. I didn't like this book. It's fine. But let's be honest. I'm more fun to talk to when I don't like things. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, it was just, I didn't relate to anything in the book. Oh, wow. Okay. I really didn't. I don't yeah. know. Like there was there was flashes of like where I was like, oh, that was a chunky, beautiful paragraph on like feminism or something. But, but 
overall, I'm just like, this is so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. I don't know. Did anyone else get that? There are moments of it for sure. I mean, I, we talked a little bit on text, Susanna and I, just about white privilege and about like white people having white people problems, like wealth and beauty is and it's hard when they set them up as such sort of like special people. Right. And it's like, I'm having a hard time in, in prep school and oh, my play's a hit play, but this one reviewer hates it. And I don't know if that's if if you're annoyed by the people because of that behavior, or are you annoyed by the writer because she's creating that kind of well, behavior? Well, I think she did that on purpose. I think she was like, this is I think that was an intentional thing to make yeah. them so privileged and so white and so well off. Yeah. But I just found like this whole book would have been so much better for me if it were I feel like the author so badly wanted this to be set in like the 1800s mm-hmm. and mm. it, if it were it would have I would have believed everything I would have believed a little girl forced to live in the in the fucking closet I would have believed yeah. that her mother was a huh. even that she became a prostitute like there was it, it was like she's in New York listen I've lived in New York for 10 years it's fucking hard but the justification was Matilda was in New York for two weeks. She tried bartending. It didn't work. So she became a pro. What? Yeah. What? Like, that's not, that's not how things work. Right. I'm just well, annoyed that you didn't be, think she, of it. She, she, she didn't yeah, exactly. a prostitute. She was, a, but um, only, she did it only during college. Yes, that's true. You're right. She did the prostitution during college, but then she goes back to him. I guess she's not sleeping with him then, but like, she, there's no, she needs work. hundreds of thousands of jobs in Manhattan. Like, why are you going back to the guy you were? It does, that didn't make any se- any sense to me. Who made you and eat she hated, sushi off the floor? Yeah, Spoiler and she alert. and the whole time she's like, "I'll never do this again. I'll never do this again." The fact that she could hide all those secrets from her husband. The fact that she that when I don't know Lancelot went online to find out stuff about Leo Sen, he couldn't find anything. But then Matilda finds like volumes of information on him. Yes, yes. Like just if you're setting up these barriers for you, just set your story in a time when it makes sense. There are a lot of conveniences. Yes. Uh, how quickly she decides to become this guy's slave, sex slave basically, yeah. is in, it's in like, I think three pages happens. And also like take a year off and get a job. Like th- there was no urgency for her to go to college that year. Yeah. She could have taken a year off and like been a waitress. I think what Lauren Groff hoped to happen to the reader is that because this woman's background is so traumatic, because she may or may not have murdered her brother, because she slept in a fucking closet and <laughs> led a broken existence, that something like uh, prostituting herself for four years it seems reasonable because of her traumatic past. Agreed, but I almost would have wanted her to, I don't know, maybe you guys didn't feel this way, but I almost, if that were the case, then I almost would have wanted the character to somehow be like, she kind of liked it in a way. She felt wanted, she felt belonged. But she was the whole time like, I hate this, I'll never do this again, I hate this, I'll never do this again. I'm like, then why are you She was turned on though. Yeah, that's, yeah. I got the sense that she did like it a little bit. Um, I mean, I... I'll believe anything anyone says most of the time. I, mean, I, <laughs> I was just kind of no, holes. no. I mean, I enjoyed the book because I just bought into it. You know, right, I wasn't right. I wasn't thinking, oh, this is not realistic. But as you're saying it, I'm like, oh yeah. But to me, it was more about just a marriage and or a partnership and thinking about the the lies that we keep. Yeah. That so to me, right. that was like the bigger picture, which is not something I totally agree with. I don't think. You should keep lies. <laughs> I, I want to. What you just said is is uh, 
There was a quote. I have a couple things that, that jumped out at me, but one is is when Lotto is having like a, one of his fever dreams. He's on pain medication. He's fantasizing about going back to his mother's house, and she comes out of the pool, and she's like a mermaid. And, um, and he's trying to negotiate her infidelity and realizing it. And uh, she, he says, uh, but she lied, he said. And the mother says, please, marriage is made of lies. Kind ones, mostly, omissions. If you give voice to the things you think every day about your spouse, you'd crush them to paste. She never lied, just never said. Uh, and I highlighted that pa- passage as, as um, maybe a window, and we can go down this road, but like a window into perhaps Lauren Groff's marriage. Maybe not. Who knows? But that is that jumped out at me as sort of the overriding theme of marriage. It is a swarm of lies. It's just whether or not you decide to dig enough to find them or if you are okay with negotiating not um, needing to realize whether you have to see these lies or not. Um, so I, I, I think like the marriage and lies and, and what you're aware of and what you're not aware of, I thought is, is <clears throat> sort of one of the running themes of the book. And it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. I mean, this book is a constant reminder of um, the holes in every relationship. But um, isn't it also about reinvention? I mean, you could put that spin instead of the, you know, or in addition to the lies. I mean, they both reinvent themselves mm. out of necessity and, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of looking for um, a more beautiful life than the one they've had. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an actor. He's a writer. He uses his own um, experience and pain and makes it into something that people love. Uh-huh. You know, his whole uh, life seems to be about making people love him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, she reinvents herself from a terrible, terrible life mm-hmm. and makes herself into something saintly. Yeah. While realizing that she's kind of rotten to the core. But it's all about beauty and art and mm. reinventing yourself. Mm. Do you think she's really rotten or do you think she convinced herself that she's rotten? I think like, you know, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, you, you, you know, um, what people see or people's perception of you is not necessarily the way you feel about yourself. Right. So there's a little bit of guilt uh, because you think you know the truth. You know, whether it's the truth or not, it's all perception. Everything, you know, yeah. everything is perception. Mm. But there's always like a little bit of schizophrenia because people have this idea of you that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, line up with the way you think about yourself. Yeah. I, I, I like that she has the dialogue with, with herself, I think, twice about the, this, the death of her brother. Right. It's described the first time and it's almost for sure that she like reached out her hand and like led him there. I don't know how old she was, four, four, I think. four, and then she recounts it again towards the end of the book, and she's not sure. She's con- she's confused as she knows, but how can you make? I mean, I don't think a four year old is thoughtful enough to understand that if they lead a baby right. to the top of the stairs, that that baby is going to fall down that stairs and end up dying. But that was an- another running theme of like memory and how much it changes over time, mm. and mm. how Lotto accidentally took her, even took one of her stories of the leech on her leg oh, and yeah. stuff. Because oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. is forced. Like it, it, it is proven rather that like you're, 
the way we remember things is nowhere near right. the way they happen. Yeah. And especially when you're having like everyone in your family or ever, all your friends telling you one thing over and over, you start to believe it. Yeah. In a weird way. And that, that's why I think she believes she was evil, but I don't think she – from my point of view, I was like, oh, she's not really – I don't know. She's I, definitely a survivor. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't I say also, evil. I think evil is a – Yeah. I like how, the, uh, you know, as a reader, um, you think they've both cheated on each other, <clears throat> I think. Um, and – or yeah. at least her, you know, and they've actually both been faithful the whole entire time to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that part over yes. and over and over again because yeah. I was like, wait, what? why did they what? just say that she was yes. unfaithful? And then I realized that she wasn't because he had – at that party, someone told – I forget now. but um, um, It was um, – With the two, two bartenders? Yeah, but it was – no, but at the – oh, which party? The their f- party at their house? Um the party that they met? Maybe at the art gallery. Oh, at the, when they get... Oh, yes, stuff. when Charlie comes up and reveals what... There it, were a few passages that I had to read a few times, and I don't find that pleasant as a writer, <laughs> as a reader, rather. I, I'm sorry. Like, it's just... This no, is the thing, neither. like, I thought this book was beautifully written, but it is not my style. Mm-hmm. I think someone else would love it, but I thought it was so flowery that I was like, yes. we get it. Like, yes. form a sentence. Well, I've read 20 sentence fragments in a row. She also... Let's, like, yeah. <laughs> she, she also... Um, um, and this is a fault when I write, too. She also just wants to show how smart she is. Yes. That drives we all me do crazy. That. But it was to the point where I was like... And that that floods into my... Into my or, Overpours, I should say, into my theory on this should have been set in another time because even the way the characters speak, I'm like, no 25 year old yeah, New yeah, York yeah. talks like that. Yes, yes, it doesn't like just stop. There's a there's like a dreamlike quality. Yes. at times that I think to some reader, readers they would be moved by and Agreed. caught up in the. That's the thing. Like I could see people loving that. Yeah, but it wasn't my style. Same here. To me, it was distracting. To me, I thought that she, I was like, I, it's ve- it takes a very special writer to keep a foot in in. Uh, the literal sort of real world and and the brick and mortar of what the experience is. And then the other side of uh, poetic, flowery, dreamlike language. And to f- to float in both of those and be effective is is very difficult to do. And to me, it was jarring when all of a sudden we would step out and she would spend three segments fragment, seg- sentence fragments talking about the past and the wind and like Greek mythology. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if this is earned. I understand yeah. that this is an enormous marriage and there's some fucking shit going down and I'm on board for that. But does it merit such enormous I language? It, Cause when it does, when it works, it is the, it's fucking, it's really special and it's rare when that happens. Um, I feel like, and I'm forgetting her name, who wrote Station Eleven? Emily Saint Saint Saint, uh, Saint, Saint John, John Mandel. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she did it. No, a, I don't think it's Mandel. That's um, that's uh, um, bring up the bodies, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I can look it up. But she, but she used it in he, very like very sparse. Oh, Hillary Mantle is what. Yeah, I yeah. There you go. Yeah, different person. No, I'll, I'm gonna look it up. I um, think you're right. But there are moments that were it was distracting to me. Yeah, and me I, too. I, I was like, I f- wish you would stay in one world. Because then I can really get behind this world that you're describing and be all in. But then she would sort of like, no, I, I'm not too, I, I want to show you some magic and some art and some sort of and dream sequences. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, okay, but I. And I want to like, 
reiterate that like it doesn't she's obviously a very talented writer and Absolutely. I don't want to be like well rip her apart but like no, no. it's just not it wasn't my style at all I didn't yeah I didn't vibe with it can we talk a little bit about um I mean just the, the whole like sort of Greek a uh, bit of it all, like why did they choose Antigone? Why did she? I mean, she has these little. It's like almost like a Greek chorus with the the use of the fucking brackets, where yeah. she would have some point of view, and then the brackets would be would be like the sort of the ominous voice, like the all knowing, like actually no, it didn't happen that way because I know everything in the future. Um, it seemed very. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, it just seemed very sort of Greek and very oracle. I like. Yeah, that. and I, I thought that was really great. Y- tell me why you, you that, that moved you. That um, was interesting to you. You know, I think that the first time she did it, I made a note that it just felt like the authorial hand was really self assured, and I was like, okay, like this is not what I expected. I expected like a navel gazing book without that, and I'm not mm. used to that sort of fourth wall like stuff. Yeah, um, and I thought it was. It was interesting. I mean, I had some similar, like, annoyances um, Mm -hmm. later on, but I liked that because I sort of thought it was, like, a little bit self-aware about her role as the author, a little bit. I I just felt like she knew what she was doing. And some of the books that we've read in here and talked about, I I didn't – I feel like the plot is, like, hurtling towards a goal without the writer being really, really confident. And it felt like a really well-curated and well-directed, like, way of telling a story, which isn't something that I would think – I just am not used to seeing that in, like, contemporary writers. Mm, well said. She yeah. seems to have, like, three um, – oh, did you want to No, say? please, go ahead. She she seems to have, like, um, Shakespeare, Greek tragedies. Yeah. And then also, like, uh, you know, um, Lancelot, Guinevere. Yeah. And then, um, <coughs> like, a, you know, um, which is about, of course, adultery. And then yeah. uh, also um, there's uh, Roland – like at the end, Roland was um, part of. I can't. Remember, I think there's a there's something called Songs of Roland, and it's about um, courtliness. It's like in, during oh, wow. Charlemagne, and um, it's about courtliness. And there's uh. also that theme running under under the whole thing about chivalry and courtliness. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's partially why she's writing it in this style because and a little formality and like the idea of being a gentleman, what that means is that antiquated, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the formality we have and the that kind of, um, God, it's hard to say, but it's got a kind of romantic quality to yeah. it. It definitely that, does. That, She's that definitely gets, doing that. That yeah. gets, you know, smashed, in, especially in the second half yeah. when you realize, you know, romance, What what is that? And is it lies and yeah, is it yeah, yeah. artifice? Yeah. But those seem to be the three literary things she kind of links it to. Yeah. She yeah. obviously seems like a lover of of the classics and of literature. I'm assuming she wherever she went to school, she studied Maybe all Vassar. of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. I mean, you but yeah. you know, again, whether that works or not, I'm not sure because it seems a little um, pretentious sometimes. Yeah. But all, but it takes an enormous amount of skill and weight to oh, put it all in a story. I, I couldn't do it. I feel like like you said, Allison. It's it's worth this book is, and her writing is worth celebrating. Yeah. It's whether or not you, as a reader, when you're sitting on your couch or wherever, and you're reading it, that you're enjoying the experience. Right. I don't want to steer people away from the book because I can yeah. see people really I, liking this. Yeah. I feel right. the exact same way. I thought about. <laughs> I try to ask this question in every book club whether or not you would suggest this book to a mm-hmm. friend and like. 
Because like this book, I would never send to my mother. She'd be like, "What the fuck is this <laughs> nonsense?" See, my mother might like it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's. But I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. What's your parents' marriage? Like? <laughs> uh, they've been together since the sixth grade. Oh, okay. what's up? Another story. Okay. What's up now? <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder. I don't know if I would recommend. It would. It would. I feel like I would. It would come with a couple of like caveats before yeah. I handed this book to someone. I don't know. I, I If you liked Gone Girl, you'll love. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, I know this book was released last fall. I, Septem- I th- September. September. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gone Girl is five years, six years old or something. And I wonder how much, because it's very, especially towards the end, like you, you had mentioned to me, Susanna, that it's very sort of Gone Girl-esque. There's this moment of where it sort of turns and all of a sudden, oh, this is this is another version of Gone Girl. We have sort of a a dangerous sort of like predatory woman in a marriage who's manip- who's like sort of Lady Macbething around, like manipulating her husband. And and I wonder, um, I'm assuming everyone felt that. Who's read Gone Girl, who had a similar... I didn't read it. I saw the movie and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but what's new there? Yeah. Uh, did you read Gone Girl? Lizzie? I loved both the book and the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the book. I love the book and, and not so much the movie. I yeah. mean, it wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I thought this was similar. I don't really watch The Affair on Showtime, but it's, yeah. people are saying it's similar to that. Um, oh, okay. I was thinking, like, I actually connected much more to the second half of the book. Yeah, it took me it a while to get me too. In, 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 invested mm-hmm. in me the too. beginning. And I was thinking about it. He had this kind of charmed life. The way that he saw it, it was everything was perfect, kind of. He never... I mean, he the way he spoke of her was always, with the exception of maybe saying one time that, you know, he was disgusted by her. But throughout the whole first half, he he just seemed in awe of her. Everything was kind of great in his life. He he had struggles. He had, had ups and downs. But it was very pure in his, from his point of view. He but, worshipped her. He, he, he yeah. always fretted about her leaving him. He was always, yeah, wrapped up in her. But then the second half, it was as if everything was designed from her eyes to make his life great. Like everything was about was about him. Like how could I? Yeah, it, I'm gonna clean the apartment. I'm gonna write these plays. I'm gonna do stop him from seeing his mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was over similar and over and over to again. the great literary achievement of the 1980s, the Kevin Bacon mo- Kevin Bacon movie. He said, she said, <laughs> <laughs> where you see the movie through his eyes and then through her eyes. Are they talk show hosts? They're talk show okay, hosts. Right, right, right. Good. Can we remake that? <laughs> but I then saw- also, how important? Sorry, we're gonna. Say no, anything. go ahead. How how important physical attraction is. I kept on thinking about that. Like, if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I had very that, little else. <laughs> I yeah, thought actually. that was also an unrealistic thing. I was like, no married couple has that much sex. Like, that late in marriage. Like, yeah, they were yeah, just, yeah. like, fucking all the time. That's true. And I was like, I don't know anybody who's married <laughs> who's <laughs> fucking I that think, much. I think, it's because, I think it's because of the lies. You that's think? Yeah. Because yeah. I think... I think uh, what do you mean? I think, Expand on that. I think because of the lies that they kept from each other, it was sort of a turn on. There was like so a they wow. were, There was like this... Um, Shit. Things that they didn't know about each other. Yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. And it, that's okay. why that, I think There was mystery. See, I actually did... I, that was the, one of the few things I didn't think was unrealistic about. Partially for what you're saying now, yeah. which I didn't even think about. That makes sense. Yeah, I'd buy that. She was a complete mystery to him. Like her, It's her... like role-playing. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. I, thought, I, I mean, I, I really thought that what I liked so much about um, the way his story was told and then the twist was that it's like he's so inside of his own, like, narcissism and male privilege and white male privilege, like, the whole time that he's, like, everything he interprets in someone else's behavior is about him, him. in a narcissistic Absolutely. way. And that, Absolutely. like, no wonder he didn't notice 
her real selfhood or see the lies because everything he did she was about his own ego and strength. Also and also, she like, served it. She protected yeah, him. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, she reinforced it. So what's sexier than that to a narcissist? Well, I also – yeah, and I noticed right? that like I, – so I think that part of the shift and the extent to which like she really did push the envelope with the number of lies, it really did feel like a soapy book the second half. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. So So much. soapy. Yeah. But in a way, like I, I sort of – I guess I just saw like it in down, a more Downton of Like Downton Abbey's – Yes, soapy, so yeah. that you think you're being intellectual when you're really watching a soap opera. Well, I thought that in part, I think I'm more forgiving of it, but I I saw it as sort of her saying like that's how self involved he was. Mm-hmm. Like, look, and, and she did this and that, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. didn't even know because yeah. he was so like up his own ass. So I feel like I liked that because I felt like that was a little bit of a meta commentary mm-hmm. on her part about how men project on women and whatever. You know? I also thought like at the the first, you know, 10 pages of the book, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this book is like 400 pages. I, <laughs> yeah. Like this scene is so annoying yeah. that right. he's so excited what? that she's a virgin and like, you know, the – but that's and what I, yeah. I was. Yeah, I was like, "This is so." I can't believe a woman is writing this because it's so that's sexist. How I felt too, yeah. And then it was revealed that 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 was his like male projection, yeah. and that he, she wasn't at all. And then he felt so betrayed because he thought he was going to like protect. Oh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like, a send up of that." And you know? I really liked that. Me too. And that was a big payoff. Yeah, I like yeah. that too because I had the same feeling. I was like, "How could a woman yes. write this?" And yes. then you're like, "Oh no, she's making right. a point." And mm-hmm. that's what I loved about the book. Like, yeah. there are so many great things, so many great points she makes about just women and feminism, and that that I loved. Yeah, but yeah I yeah. just I get I, I just have an issue where like. I can watch a zombie movie and, like, be totally on board with that fact that there are zombies. Yes, yes. But if I see, like, a candle burning inconsistently, I'm like, I'm out of it. Like, I just get pulled out of it. Right. And there were just things in here, like, in the beginning when they're talking about Antoinette's history, it says she's she has Lotto when she's, like, 36 or 37. And then they're, like, 14 years later she has Rachel. I'm like, no, she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like, yeah. that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, why put that God, detail in there that. if she's yeah. having a baby in her, her yeah. late 40s, 50s, which I guess is possible. But, like, it would be a big deal. Then make it a big deal. Yeah, fuck yeah. Just, like, little things like that. I was like, nope, that doesn't feel right. Let's talk about her a little bit um, because I, I, I was reading reviews of this book online before today. And the New Yorkers re- referred to the mother as never more than an operatic villain. It's funny that they use the word operatic. Believe yeah. it or not, I've been to Wiki Watchy. Oh, what the, is the, wait, mermaid, that's the, the mermaid, mermaid park? I, really? Yeah. Oh, really? I honestly have when I was little. That's amazing. It's real and it's bizarre. Yeah. Wow. And I've seen those mermaids and that is extremely accurate. Wow. Is it like fancy or is it like kind of sad? I mean, I was a little kid. So, so you were, it was I fancy was, to you. you like know, you were the like, little this is amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was but, magic. But um, <laughs> I remember my dad and my mom thinking it was extremely strange. Yeah. I always, pic- I always think of strange. it. I know it's in Florida, but I picture like Atlantic City and that horse diving no, movie. No, it's actually not. Remember that movie? <laughs> oh, it's not yeah, yeah. like that. It's a little quieter. Um, it's not like Disneyland. It's just a very weird Floridian place. That right. bo- that novel, Swamplandia. Did you guys read that? No. This is like six or seven yes. years ago. But it's there. It takes place in a park called Swamplandia. It's about the people, the family that runs this park, and yes, it's it about was alligators. Great. But there's a there's a bit about like a they have a um, uh, a mermaid section and all the girls that like audition for it, how they teach. They go up, they like spend yeah, the, a lot of time underwater and then they come up and they breathe. Yeah, they have to tube time their breathing down. and stuff. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Really what a classic fro- Florida thing. That's so that Florida. Florida, Florida. I agree with them. I think Antoinette was 
I didn't understand so where much... her hatred came. Why did yes. she off the bat hate Matilda? Well, it's, yeah. so it's like, much. like yeah. a Greek tragedy, right? Right, but it's so right. that's, it's just again. Then so she had like a know. weird sexual obsession with her own son. I think. Well, Oedipus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, guess yeah. I mean, that was. I totally. think that was like that. The and that's why I think that she was so grandiose with her references because. She wanted to work within that framework yeah, she and did. she wanted to – I also felt like she was sort of like from the like florid sentences of the beginning to the constant referencing. I was like, okay, she's like announcing this as a great book, like hardcore, like yeah. she's pushing that on you. And I felt somewhat successfully so, but like she was sort of like – Everybody, I'm talking about big ideas here, like big ideas, like Shakespeare big. Well, it <laughs> was like yeah, a little bit Tennessee Williams, like, yeah. but it, but also like in that whole section, the operatic section, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. Antigone and the and the, him falling in love with uh, with, with the, Leo, yeah, with um, oh that was interesting. No, no, well, oh yeah, sure, but like when she actually reads the libretto not well whatever it is that not um, yes yeah the, yeah, yeah. the book mm -hmm. that he's <coughs> put away and he doesn't want to think about it's about antigone in a cave yeah and then a like a kind of common man who she falls in love with yeah and they that you can, can't see on that the other side of the see and um and that's kind of like what i was thinking was like Antoinette and her husband wasn't what is his was his name Gawain, Gawain which Gawain. is also like goes back to to um, you know, medieval romance and stuff like that, but but you know how they they were in two completely. So what you thought the worlds. woman in the cave was Antoinette? Yeah. Okay. And All then right. then he dies, right? Yeah. And she yeah. she like spins out of control, and she can never leave that cave. Yeah. Um, and there's chaos going on all around her, and that's kind of like Antoinette yeah, holding herself up in that little pink house. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like she falls apart after her. Yeah. After her husband dies. And Did then, anyone else get the sense that the author just wanted to be a playwright? Well, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always hard when like, yeah, or it's like a movie when they're like, now the person who's like the brilliant musician is going to play for oh, you. And fucked. you're sort of like, you're oh fucked. no. like yeah. this Any guy. television show or movie that's like, that's the character. Get ready. To convince yeah. you like, this is the funniest person in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, oh. you, if you say that shit, you better fucking prove yeah. it. And if not, you're, it's, you're Go only on, frustrating. Go on, be funny. Say something funny yeah, right now. You're just frustrating the audience. Right. I did um, like, oh, I, Ali, I can wait. But at some point, I would like to talk about the, like, the sexuality stuff and the difference between the different kinds of love that he felt for a woman and the man. Let's take the briefest of breaks. We'll come back and we'll, we'll okay. cover that. Today's book club show is sponsored by Howl FM. Howl is a brand new app and a website that changes the way you think about podcasts. It's going to happen. It's like Netflix, but for podcasts. And with Howl Premium, you get exclusive access to dozens of original miniseries, audio documentaries, and comedy albums, uh, all the archives from WTF and all your Earwolf shows, uh, Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, everything. There are some original miniseries that are truly unique, uh, including Something Cool, uh, Super Ego, Forgotten Classics, and the Canon Commentaries. And to celebrate the new year, the Howl team is organizing another giveaway for Earwolf fans and giving you the chance to win a two-night trip to L.A. for two folks, travel and accommodations included. And during your visit, you get the chance to visit the Earwolf studios and sit in on a recording of an Earwolf podcast. 
This contest is open to all How Premium subscribers that are currently premium or in a free trial. So whether you're on an Android, an iPhone, or you're using it on the web, you can participate. And there's no purchase necessary. You must be 18 years of age, however, and a legal resident of the 48 contiguous U.S. or D.C., not included. They are included. Go to contest.howl.fm to enter and for the rules. And all the access is only $4.99 a month. That is a deal. And use the promo code READING, you get a full month. It's a free trial. So go to Howl FM, type in READING, and you get a month free. So go to Howl, H-O-W-L dot F-M, and use the promo code READING for one free month of Howl. We're back. It's Reading Aloud. We're talking about Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff. Um, Allison is here. Susanna, Lindsay, and Zandy are all here. We're talking about the book. Before we took a break, um, you had mentioned this idea of... Go back into that, Susanna. Oh. Um, did you forget what I said? You no, know, so sexuality. <laughs> Liking boys and girls. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought at the beginning when it described like the sex that Lotto and Matilda were having... It was very much about, like, possessing her and, like, you know, consuming her in this way. And there was, like, a certain, like, uh, like a hardness to it. Forgive, mm-hmm. the, forgive the pun. Um, or not pun, but, you know, you get it. Um, his dick uh, was hard. Yes, yeah, his penis. Right. That's what I meant. <laughs> hard. Um, but then later when he's sort of in love or has this sort of, like, romantic thing with Leo, it's very soft. Like, it's like he's, like, a mush ball about this dude. And yeah. it's very emotional. It just feels very different from how he related mm. to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he didn't have a lot of, like, tenderness for his wife, I guess. I saw her as this, like... Maybe like, emotional tenderness, but not physical. It didn't feel like he was, like... It always felt like he was in control in a certain way. Like, even though she was pulling the strings, it didn't feel like he was... I don't know. There was, like, a... Mm. There was, like, a steadfastness to his, like, narcissistic personality. Yeah. And with Leo, he f- it felt like he lost that, like lost himself in this like softer thing. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it, to me, it like raised the, and then all the time she talks about, oh, like, isn't it easier to, or she raises the question of, isn't it easier to like live a simple, smooth life? And then, you know, the, the whole like Antigone thing, I, I don't know. It was all like, oh, is this sort of about like it's just easier to pretend that you don't love this guy and that you didn't get a blowjob in high school. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just easier. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. The point of, like, he's clearly bisexual. Yeah. And he was when he's younger. And then, yes, has this now interest in this guy as an adult. And it seems like Matilda, at first I was like, oh, this is a secret he's keeping from her. But then, like, people would talk about it in front of her. Like, yeah. oh, he was great with the girls and the guys. So I wanted it to, like... <coughs> I wanted Go there somewhere. to be a reason. Yeah, I wanted yeah. him to like fall in love with a man or totally. something, and yeah, it, it never well, paid it never off. Paid there's, off. You're there's, right. there's, you know, um, there's different ideas of love, and you know, I think he saw her as a saint, right? But then there's this animalistic side that he also sees in her, and that's part of the, that's part of the appeal that he the can con- think the conquest and like the. Well, I mean, she does have a darkness to her. And I think the only way he acknowledges that is through sex. Um, and, you know, so they have this verbal, very clever verbal relationship. And then they have another relationship that's not words. It's primal um, and physical. Yeah, yeah, and primal and physical. And then with Leo, it's more like idealized love, like the romantic Poetic. love I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, like, yeah courtly, it was very romantic. Or like in Greek, you know, the Greek um, – um, ancient Greece, there was like um, agape, which is like a purest form of 
of love that doesn't have anything to do with the physical. Mm. I mean, he's not physically attracted to him except his hands. Like he talks about his hands, um, how big his hands are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and but other than that, he's like described kind of unappealingly, you know. Yeah. Um, and so hmm. it's like a more, I guess, pure whatever that means form of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never goes to the physical ever. Right. But yeah. he did seem more like I guess I got more of like a raw yeah like a raw emotion in some weird way or just a different emotion like it seemed like like when he was like I'll miss you so much if I don't get to see you and he was like going crazy not seeing him I just didn't ever even though Matilda was like the one he married I never got that I feel like it was like, like a talent crush that's all yeah, it was it's like yeah, when you yeah, work yeah. with someone and you're spending all this time with them and you're seeing how talented they are and that's yeah. all it is it's like doing a movie in Wisconsin and being like, I'm in <laughs> right, love. stuck in the middle of nowhere, right. and right, I'm in totally. love with this grip. <laughs> <laughs> this grip is so talented. Oh my god! Uh, he lays that cable. No I have such pure just... feelings for this grip. <laughs> <laughs> it just transcends. But, it, but do you think it sort of changes when you are? And he was in a remote place. To me, it felt yes. like that he was doing an indie, like somewhere. He's yeah. locked away in the snow. <laughs> like there were, cabin. there was no other option. So you start to just like create these. Well, it's all about feelings. the art, too, yeah. right? Yeah, well, the fact that you brought up the hands, too, there was a big obsession with Leo's hands. And I think, now that I'm thinking out loud, maybe it was it was a talent thing. Like, here's another man who creates. And in his mind, Matilda doesn't really create. Right, right. She didn't have a baby. She's passive. So, yeah, yeah. she just doesn't oh, yeah. really create. Yeah, talk about that speech, but, um, too. Yeah, but Even Leo here she... is a man who can make things. Yeah, yeah, So that's yeah. what he's in love with. Yeah. What was this? Sorry, Lindsay. No, but she helps. She makes his plays. Like, right, but he doesn't right. really he doesn't acknowledge, know that. acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't Which was another thing that I'm like, who would come back to their writing and, <laughs> and not, not know. know what they wrote? No, yeah, totally. I know. Come on. <laughs> Were you that drunk, man? Well, right. that, that was interesting when drunk. she wrote that. I don't, can't remember the name of the the. She wrote her own short story. And then story. Well. Or no, it was a play, I believe. And no one came at the end. And no one came, but it was supposed oh, to be yeah, great. And it's all about the woman behind the man. I know. I feel like that. I mean, I... Gosh, I weren't. When she was saying stuff like that, and that was like a callback to that too, where it's like, well, if you wrote, if you wrote a play with the woman's name, one would see it. Volumina, Volumina was the play. Yeah, and and earlier she made reference to that too, and I was a little bit like, there were so many references to that. Actually, Mm. I felt like that was perhaps self-awarely like very heavy-handed that she was just like, no one cares what the woman's doing. It just felt like (laughs) this is simmering, like Mm. very. You know, like ham-fisted, like yeah. bitterness Wait. about being the, like that. I have an overall question. For Even you, though like, she chose that for herself. Okay, sorry. What do you think Matilda's goal was? Because it seemed like she's mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. Like, is it to get Lotto? She already has. Lotto. I guess that's what was missing the whole thing along <coughs> the, the like, goal of uh, of her uh, of doing all of this manipulative, keeping things from him. Uh, just she like what. What did she want? I don't really know mm. what she wanted. It mm. wasn't answered for me. Yeah. And that's like a main character trait. Yeah, yeah. You should know. What is her want? And I, at first I was like, she wants to be part of a family, but then she kind of like didn't want that. Right. And then she wants to be loved by someone, but she got that. And she kept going. And I wasn't really sure Do, what her end she, goal was. Like <coughs> Mathilde want, wanted to be loved, but it's hard to be loved if you hate yourself. Mm. So it yeah, wouldn't, I find it wouldn't it very be attained. Easy, but yeah, it's never. It's always like you know. It's always a conquest <laughs> if you can't get it. And she really, Matilda so thinks approval? that. 
You're saying no, that love or approval is her is what she was looking for. Well, but then why but go she's after lying trolling? to him because he um, he attempted to destroy it. Yeah, they're both like highly, highly um, manipulative people. I mean, he's like the unattractive version of her. Right. Um, so I think that was he like destroyed the artifice, right? So that's why Mathilde went after him. Wait, do you think it's Mathilde? It is. I was saying Matilda. I, I thought it she's was French. Mathilde. She's Mathilde. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, but she's not in France anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But, yeah, it's Mathilde. It's Matilda now. Yeah. It's Mathilde. <laughs> <laughs> she you took said that. Chile. She took. Isn't it Chali? That's how I was thinking. Chali? I don't know. I that's another thing I didn't I know. I think it's short. Like, I think we should just, probably like how she pronounce how. Gwenny pronounced his name when she was little. Let's just use a French accent for all the names just to be yeah. safe. Just, Wait, just, just did go anyone, Lindsay, yes. Did anyone think at one point, I was like, I wonder if Gwenny and Charlie are the two kids that her, par- that her parents oh. had after. I was waiting for that reveal, but it didn't happen. Say it again. Like, Sorry. If, <laughs> that her parents. The French that, kids. Because the, they had two more kids. They remember after. they had two more kids. Oh, right, that's right, right, funny. right. I was right. just, and I just kept thinking about that. I didn't, didn't think happen. that, but there were a lot of things where I was like, too convenient, too convenient. Yeah. Land, you don't, no one has a yeah. baby when they lose their virginity. Like, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> what? And, it I wasn't her differ. virginity, wait, wait, wait. but it was his virginity. <laughs> wait, what? And she hid that baby for, you know, yeah, the like, pregnancy. Yeah. Wait a sec. What Sorry, the land, the whole land thing that he didn't know and he just felt drawn to visit right. his favorite author and yeah, it happens yeah, yes, to be his yes. dad. Yeah, it happens to be, yeah. I don't yeah. know. That didn't. That to me again, if it were set in a different time, I would have. Yeah, that was yeah. it for very some believable. Reason. There, That's there, true. there were those moments that were very distracting to me, and then also, um, the author kept on bringing me back in with these kinds of passages. There's this wonderful passage where it's on page seventy-five. They're having a terrible Christmas. It's an awful Christmas. Sally is there. Rachel's there. Everyone is upset and miserable. And they're in that basement apartment, which sounds fucking awesome, actually, in the West yeah, Village. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I live there in right? a fucking second. Um, <laughs> that actually was very real to me, that basement. <laughs> that basement. I, uh, the most yeah, realistic I, thing I was the shitty apartment. <laughs> I know. I saw it, too. I totally saw it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, the paragraph is, uh, uh, a stranger hurrying as fast as he could over the icy sidewalks looked in. He saw a circle of singing people bathed in the clean white light from a tree, and his heart did a somersault, and the image stayed with him. It merged with him even as he came home to his own children, who were already sleeping in their beds, to his wife crossly putting together the tricycle without the screwdriver that he'd run off to borrow. It remained long after his children ripped open their gifts and abandoned their toys and puddles of paper and grew too old for them and left their house and parents and childhoods so that he and his wife gaped at each other in bewilderment as to how it had happened so terribly swiftly." All those years, the singers in the soft light in the basement apartment crystallized in his mind, became the very idea of what happiness should look like. Oh, I marked this passage. This is this passage gave me goosebumps. Yep. It is my favorite passage in the whole book. Same. Because I have done that. I have yes. thought yeah. of that. Of course. Of those people. And like, I want to be in that house. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have goosebumps now just you reading. That was my, that's when I was like, this girl can fuck Same it. here. Right. Same here. Because you pull out super yeah. wide and you're like, yeah. well, that's what this book is about. It yeah. is just purely perception, perspective, yeah. and awareness. Yeah. That's all this fucking, that's like the heart of this fucking book. I just want, I wanted more of that. But that paragraph yes. was, it was delightful. Because we've all had those, like you said, we've all had those experiences with, 
where we've looked in the windows or, and we've made these broad assumptions about happiness or sadness when we don't know the absolute yeah. truth. It's what yeah. our brains want us to feel in that moment. And you go back to it over and over. Yeah. Like, why can't I have that? And Literally it's- Christmas Eve, like five Christmas Eves ago, I was in Boston with my sister and we're in, uh, we're, there was this like bell ringing ceremony they have in, 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 uh, in Beacon Hill. It's like the waspiest fucking thing you can do. <laughs> it's like John Kerry has his, you know, his fucking apartment there. And they take over Leicester Square and there are bell ringers and everyone in the neighborhood comes out and they sing uh, Christmas carols and all the windows are just like beautifully lit up, just horrible, sad, waspy families behind them. (laughs) But like they were singing Silent Night and I had my arm around my sister and I looked up and I see this guy look, look just like by himself looking out and he starts wiping his eyes and I was like, ah! It's like, this is happening! Woo! I'm like, did you see that? She's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, I did! And I'm going to keep that with me. Also, Just like that guy kept their terrible also, Christmas with you him. Are, <laughs> you are really the people in the window at that point. Like, that guy's looking down mm, at you. You mm. are, He's going to think of you guys for totally, years. Totally, totally. Absolutely. This is absolutely. like, um, you know, looking at Facebook, which I hate. And, you know, they're like... Today, you don't have to be is the, today is the um, <laughs> 10th anniversary of my l- marriage to my wonderful husband. Right. Um, We've never t- fought. Ble- <laughs> yeah. no, ble- hashtag blessed. We've never fought a I day still in love our his life, penis. And I just. <laughs> no, you don't, bitch. I just <laughs> can't. T- on Instagram, too. Look at our wonderful vacation. Look at my feet up on the beach while oh. I have a margarita. I like that. Uh, I'm like, those are those. Those are destined for. I just I for I disaster. I was just talking about this. Like why yeah. why do people do that? And it, it's uh, such a why? It, it's such a turnoff. And it it, uh, it, it, it screams like crazy. such insecurity. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, just makes un- me really unhappy. And I have a couple yeah. of friends who do it all the time. And I. I just want to say, why are you doing it? There's a lack of awareness in that person. Because you're basically saying, like, my life's better than yours. I think it's rubbing your nose in, in rubbing your friends or, you know, people, your acquaintances' noses in it. And what, you know, But I feel like that's not their, that's not their, when they're, when they post that photo. It may not be what they're aware of, but it's what they do. Well, then that's how you take it. Not necessarily what, they're they're not, they're not going, I'm going to fucking make my friends miserable because I went to talk. That's what I'm going to tell that's what Matilda would have done if she was Matilda would have done if she was on Instagram. That's true. I think that's she is true. too classy, but I, 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 I need to, we need to start her. Wait, Instagram she could have been. Remember, the, it not doesn't play, take place in the eighteen hundreds. I agree with you. Whenever, like I kept yeah. thinking, like whenever she they could be on Instagram, right? <laughs> whenever they mentioned like a cell phone, I was like, wait, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I had moments of being like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's cell phones. phones. And I f- and like I feel like she was a lot just of like, cell phone dying. I was like, yeah, oh, no, wait, yeah. yeah, and a lot of like reference to like nineties hair and raves because. Yeah, and it just like yeah, was yeah. jarring. It was jar- to I, me. I agree with you. What about the real that scene when she, um, uh, when he comes, uh, Rachel's coming for Christmas, and he's so fucking psyched and jazzed, and he walks into the kitchen and then sees this article like that. This is strange. Oh. That this is out of place. Oh, and that realizes she placed? that oh. she placed I love there. That we found out that yeah. she placed it there. That was a it badass was, scene. And yeah. her, him turning around and seeing her descending the fucking stairs, like, ah, <laughs> like ah, that was wonderfully written. It was two paragraphs. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. For all the confusing moments and the frustrations that I have with this book, I turn a corner and all of a sudden she kind of gives me this little gift and yeah, it that's, makes me go, that's how I was. fuck, okay, this woman can fucking write. And also write. one of the yeah. few times when she she shows her hand, Matilda shows her hand <coughs> yeah. to her husband. Yeah, looks at him right in the yeah. eye. And yeah. he knows like, oh shit, she did this on purpose. And as a reader, you're like, oh, we, that 
I hope we get payoff on that right. in which 75 pages, yeah. which we totally did. I like um, that part, too. I have me so too. many things highlighted and I wrote tell down me, a million. <laughs> tell me what you highlighted and wrote down. Oh, oh, so many good ones. Um, <laughs> you want to just read the book? Yeah, start from the beginning. Oh, that would be on page 329, she says, he'd been dazzled by, by luck. She smiled, knowing that luck was not real. Ah, yeah, yeah, there yeah. There was something yeah. about... This is going to make me sound like a terrible person, but I am, so it's fine. Um, no, Allison, there's no. Something, there's something about her little, not like the major manipula- manipulations, but the little ones where I was like, like when she walked into the party and she was like, I want that guy. It's like, yeah, when we were in college and we were hot, you'd be like, okay, now I'm going to go flirt with that guy. And I'm yeah. going to go get that guy. And I was like, oh, I can't, that to me humanized her in a way where I was like, I started to like her more when she was doing those little things. Yeah. The overarching manipulation was a little too much for me. But the little things. Because you were like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't really get why she's, what is she getting out of this? (laughs) In the acknowledgement, she said, my gratitude begins with Clay, her husband, who I saw for the first time in 1997 when he exited the crew room at Amherst College with this long black ponytail. And I turned stunned to my friend and said, I'd marry him. So she had the same exact Can I just interrupt and go back a second? Sure. Because I think I came off as really cynical and I really <laughs> I actually Too late I, now, Zandy. I actually am super happy when people's marriages are happy. <laughs> and I actually I really love, love you, the idea of marriage a lot. <laughs> and I am not I'm just what I don't like is is when people pretend it's perfect because it's yeah. not. Sure. It's not. Marriage is hard, which right. doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It doesn't mean it's not wonderful. But that's what is beautiful about it, that it's right. hard. Right. So not acknowledge that, that. Acknowledge that. It drives me crazy. Like, don't say, you know, blissful. It, there's no way it can be blissful all the time. No sure. way. So I just wanted to amend that and not say, like, I don't want people to be happy. Amend I desperately it. want people to be happy. Absolutely. Except Sam. <laughs> Oh, yeah, except Sam. He, he orders uh, Domino's pizza so often that for Christmas this year, his local Domino's sent him a fucking Christmas card. Shut up. Sent me a Christmas What's card. your favorite um, pizza uploader theme for the delivery? <laughs> Wait, you can get different themes? Oh, you don't know about this? No, I don't oh, fuck with shit. that. What do you mean? You can get different. Oh, Domino's you, Pizza La Podcast. It tells you like what... Um, What's happening with the pizza? Like it's being oh, put in the oven. It's step? being and No, but there's Quality different themes. Check. You can pick like a hair, a hair metal theme. What? And they'll go, it's in the oven. No, Sorry. Wow. I hate to, I hate to go, so, yeah, we got to go because oh. the next podcast is oh, coming in here. I want, so many I, things I wanted to say. Uh, so this fuck. book is actually, you know, even if you don't like it, I, it's I, got a lot. I kind of love Let's it. just go around the room quick, quickly and just sort of give a, you know, three out of four stars. Would you recommend this to a friend? I'm going to pass it to Lindsay Okay, Lindsay. she has more stuff to say. Oh, no, I, th- I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. Three and a half stars. I, three, between three and three, three and a quarter Yeah, three stars. and a quarter. Yeah, I know. I liked it. I, I, I probably would have never read this book. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's too big. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that. I'm so happy I was forced to read something. Me too. There's something great about being, yeah, being forced to, yeah, it makes you do the math when sometimes you get lazy and don't I decided do I'm reading a book a month this year. Good for you. Fuck yeah. Good for like, you. Like, no excuses, even with scripts and everything. Good right. for you. I feel like maybe this, I, I've gotten dumber over the years and this might help if I if I did something like that to, to, it's to inspiring become smarter. For writing. Again. Do you guys want to start oh, yeah. a competing podcast? <laughs> no, Please it's do. okay. <laughs> uh, Susanna Fogel, overall, what did you what do you what did you take away? Um, I think I liked the book. I think I had more like Lindsay vibes. Like I feel like we like maybe liked the book more. Yeah. Um, I I went through phases of I, I had different opinions about the book as I read it, which yeah. I which actually kept me engaged, which I liked. 
and appreciated. So mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh, my God, great book. I'm reading a great book. And then I was like, ah, oh, white people's problems. I hate this book. And then I was like, it's not what I thought it would be. Oh, my God, it's gone, girl. And then I yeah. was like, ah, it's a little bit like soapy. So I I, I appreciated that I felt all those, the yeah. spectrum of emotions. You rode the wave a little I bit. I liked it. I was engaged. I wasn't, like, checking out. Yeah. Alison Becker. Uh, there were moments of gold. I didn't particularly love it, but I could see people loving it. So yeah. I'm not dissuading you from reading it. Yeah. I, I will piggyback <coughs> on what Susanna felt. I, there, there was, it was an up and down experience. I was frustrated. And yet the last hundred pages, I was watching play a football and I turned the TV off to finish the book. Whoa, which is, dude. That's saying something. Wow. As a gentleman who enjoys sport. Um, don't so I'd all give it gentlemen three. enjoy sports? Some I'm of them don't. <laughs> no. I don't understand. Uh, two of them don't. <laughs> Nobody at this uh, podcast understands and relates to no, what you're saying. So. No way. Not a thing. Uh, I love Zandy, sport, yes. Overall, what are your, your takeaways? Um, I agree with you. I, I mean, I didn't really love it, but it did surprise me, so I appreciate that. Yeah. For Zandy Hardig and uh, lovely Susanna Fogel, Dear, dear friend, Allison Becker. And who can't forget my friend in the corner, Lindsay Kraft, <laughs> who's got overalls on. My name is Nick Cordry. You've been listening to the book club for it's Fates. A it's a romper. <laughs> for Fates and Furies, um, go get The Great Gatsby, which we're reading next <gasps> oh, month. Yeah. Why not? Let's, let's throw it back and get classic. Totally. Um, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week with more Reading Aloud. Oh, you hit me like a hurricane. Hey guys, here are some things you could learn by listening to the Cracked Podcast. Cans were invented for preserving food. Can openers were invented 45 years later. Belts were cosmetic for a very long time. Military uniforms would wear them primarily just to have something to put the sword on. People whose ages ended in nine were like way more likely to be on Ashley Madison. Kind of a depressing number of movies do not pass the Bechdel test, but the ones that do, do better financially. Learn more mind-blowing facts by listening to the Cracked Podcast. Check us out on Earwolf.com, Howl, or your favorite podcast app. Pop. Pop? Pop. Pop. This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com.